Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about treatments for hyperthyroidism. Uh, this is different from hypothyroidism, which means low thyroid function. We're going to be focusing on hyperthyroidism or high thyroid function. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist and I specialize in treating patients with thyroid problems, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. But today we're talking about hyperthyroid treatments. Now, traditionally, I kind of get a little bit of pushback from a lot of patients who have hyperthyroidism because they always say something like, hey, why don't you ever talk about hyperthyroid? I'm always focusing on, or you're always focusing on hypothyroidism or low thyroid patients. Well, once I explain this to you, I think it'll make a lot more sense because it's not that I don't focus on hyperthyroidism, but it's that most patients with hyperthyroidism will end up with hypo or low thyroid function permanently at some point, you know, statistically speaking, the majority of them will end up in that state. And I'm gonna to explain to you why that is and how the treatments sort of um, impact the hyperthyroid state and then how you should really be thinking about your thyroid condition as you evolve through these treatments. So let's jump in here. So the first, and by the way, we're focusing on um, medical treatments here. So these would be um, therapies that are prescribed by a doctor or, you know, things that you need to have done by a doctor. We're not gonna be talking about natural stuff um, for purposes of this video, but I will have a video which talks about how to prevent some of the stuff and I'll insert that, you know, when that stuff might be uh, potentially useful here um, as we talk through this stuff. So the first thing you have to realize is that when you have a hyperthyroid state, it's a lot easier to treat. I, I use those words hesitantly, but it is technically easier to treat a hyperthyroid state than a hypothyroid state because the first thing that you do is you temporarily take a medication, usually called methimazole, sometimes PTU, although that really isn't used nowadays. And by the way, if you're from another country, methimazole um, goes by many different names, but it's almost always this root um, medication, but it's just named something different in your country. But what this does is it's a temporary fix for the hyperthyroid state because it lowers thyroid function. Okay, and it does this by uh, blocking thyroid hormone from being produced from the thyroid gland. And it also, so we'll say block here, and it also reduces T4 uh, to T3 conversion, which is how your body activates thyroid hormone. So all you're doing by taking methimazole is artificially dropping down thyroid function, but it's only temporary because it only continues as long as you take the medication. Now the whole thought process behind this is actually uh, kind of strange, but so let me explain to you, and I think you'll you'll understand why I say that. Really, what doctors know is that a lot of thyroid, a lot of hyperthyroid patients, in fact, roughly about 30% of them who have hyperthyroidism, if you just wait long enough, you know, we have time access here, if you just wait long enough, their thyroid will be, you know, quote unquote cured or completely normal at the end of that, at the end of some period of time. It's usually anywhere from six to 18 months, sometimes, sometimes up to five years, by the way, but somewhere within that time period, roughly 30% of people who have hyperthyroidism will spontaneously just be cured and they won't need any more medication for the rest of their life and they'll, their, th their thyroid condition will just magically go away. So what doctors, doc doctors know this, so what they do is they say, okay, I know what we're gonna do. We're going to just temporarily cause some problems with the thyroid. We're gonna block the thyroid from, we're gonna block it, the patient from experiencing the hyperthyroid symptoms and we're just gonna wait it out. We're just gonna wait it out. You're just gonna wait over time and hopefully at some point you might be one of, this th one of these 30% of patients who just spontaneously gets fixed al along the way. And then they say, okay, well, if you don't have, if you, at the end of some period of time, if you don't get fixed, then you have to move down to the more permanent options because that means your hyperthyroidism isn't going away. So we're going to talk about the permanent options in just a second here, but I want to, want to uh, squeeze back into the natural therapies for just a second. So if you are a hyperthyroid patient and you are currently in the temporary phase, right, this is stage one, 
If you are currently taking methimazole or another thyroid blocking medication, you should be very aggressive about utilizing natural therapies. Because what you can do is you can potentially increase the value for this 30% chance, you know, maybe up to 50 or 70%, depending on your situation, the odds that you can increase the odds that you will no longer have to take that medication and that your hyperthyroid state will be cured. But that's only available in this temporary phase. Okay, so if, if you've moved on past here, don't worry, I, I'll still talk about your condition, but I wanna spend a, you know just a second to explain that to patients who are in this phase. You need to be very aggressive right now about using natural therapies because the only if you don't use natural therapies, all you're doing is hoping that time will fix the problem. And that can help some people, like don't get me wrong, it does actually work in some situations, um, but it completely takes the control out of you. You know, it completely takes um, the power away from you, right? It's, it's basically, you're just leaving up to chance. And I don't think you should do that. I think you should use these natural therapies to improve your odds. Okay, so what happens though, if this temporary fix, let's say you go, you've been using methimazole for three years, four years, five years, and you try to go off of it and your doctor says, okay, let's give it a chance. They pull you off of it, but guess what? Your thyroid goes shooting back up. Now you're back in the hyperthyroid state. At this point, you need to be considering what are, what I'm terming here, permanent therapies or permanent treatments to hyperthyroidism. And these are actually, um, well, there's two of them here and we'll talk about how they're working, but you basically have two, two options at this point. Number one would be surgery and that's called thyroidectomy. So the solution from the doctor's perspective is to say, well, if we can't control the thyroid with medication, oh, and by the way, I, never, I didn't mention this, but I should. The reason that you can't just stay on methimazole forever is because it's actually thyroid blocking drugs are actually potentially very dangerous to the body. It turns out that you need thyroid hormone and you need enough. And if you don't take enough, you can actually cause severe liver damage, uh, bone loss, et cetera. There are, there are some serious side effects to methimazole and it's never intended to be used long-term, uh, especially at the moderate dosage. If you reduce the dose, you can take it a little bit longer. But one of the reasons they, that doctors switched to this permanent route at some point is because they know that you can't continue taking methimazole forever. So just remember that in the back of your head. So this is why, you know, sometimes you'll have to come down here. But anyway, going back to it, the first thing that, well, not the first, but one of the options that you have available to you is thyroidectomy. So your doctor says, hey, well, we can't really control the, the, the hyperthyroid state with methimazole, it's not working, so what's the next best thing? Well, let's completely remove the thyroid. Let's completely surgically cut it out of the body and then we don't have to worry about it anymore. Although you don't have to worry about the hyperthyroid state, but you will have to worry about the hypothyroid state. So we're gonna talk about how this um, option, the permanent option, impacts your thyroid function going forward in the future. So that's one option, is to completely surgically remove it. Now, I do not recommend that you do any of these permanent options unless you have sufficiently stayed in this stage for a long enough time to, to and, and you've been on methimazole for a, you know, a sufficient amount of time that it may cause problems in your body because you want to take advantage of this natural option and avoid completely removing your thyroid or, or damaging it, which we're gonna talk about in a second, because that, you can never go back from that, okay? And there are tons and tons of patients, I'm sure you'll see comments below, people who are reading this, who have had their thyroid removed, who regret it, who were talked into it prematurely, or by their doctor or whatever, they for whatever reason, they had it done and they regret it because it's not something you can go back and fix. Once it's out, it's out, okay? And there are you know consequences to that and we'll talk about those in just a minute. So if you can, try to avoid surgically removing it. And then the, the second option is, is you can get it ablated. So it's called radioactive iodine ablation or just ablation therapy, depending on how you know, who, who you're talking to, but these are both uh, permanent options. And basically what they're doing is they're rendering your thyroid gland inactive, either by surgically taking it out of your body or by ablating it and shriveling it up and damaging it so bad, scarring it up to nothing that it cannot produce thyroid hormone anymore. But both of these produce the same outcome. And that is you need a new set of treatment. 
So remember, this is where a lot of hyperthyroid patients get confused. Okay, so I, I want you to pay close attention if you're a hyperthyroid patient, if you've had a thyroidectomy, or if you've had radioactive iodine ablation. So most hyperthyroid patients, they continue to carry the diagnosis with hyperthyroidism for the rest of their life. So whenever I hear them you know, ask me questions, they'll say, hey, um, I'm a hyperthyroid patient, I had my thyroid removed, well, what should I be doing? Well, if you are a hyperthyroid patient and you have had a thyroidectomy or radioactive iodine, you are no longer hyperthyroid. You are now hypothyroid, okay? Let that sit in for a second. So this is one of the reasons why I focus most on hypothyroidism because almost everything that you do treatment-wise for hyperthyroidism results in the hypothyroid state, which means that anything that I write about, if you've had your thyroid removed or if you've had a radioactive iodine ablation, anything that I write about or anything that I have a video on which relates to hypo, low thyroid function, it applies to you. Okay, so that's why it's often a lot easier to just, uh, not even easier, it just makes more sense to produce content surrounding hypothyroidism because more people have hypothyroidism even if they once had hyperthyroidism. Um, but like I said, let's come down here. So what do you do? So we have stage one, which is temporary, temporary stage two, which is permanent. Now we're going to the post-treatment phase, assuming that you had either a thyroidectomy or radioactive iodine ablation. So in this case, you are now reliant on thyroid medication for life. Okay. If the thyroid has been removed or damaged, you will be required to take thyroid medication, thyroid hormone for the rest of your life. And that's where it can kind of, I think a lot of hyperthyroid patients, you know, they make that connection. They say, well, why would I take, why would I take thyroid hormone if I have too much in my body? Right. That, you know, that, that doesn't really square well. But the reason is because once your thyroid has been removed or ablated, you don't have too much thyroid hormone in your body. In fact, you don't have enough anymore. That's why you're hypothyroid. That's why you must take thyroid medication. So now the problem is you're just really trading one problem, which is hyperthyroidism for another, which is hypothyroidism. And the, the reason that a lot of hyperthyroid patients struggle is when they get to this stage, which is stage three, which is post-treatment. And the reason is it's actually very difficult to manage thyroid function with thyroid medication. So a lot of patients who come here, they end up suffering from things like weight gain, fatigue, cold intolerance, constipation, hair loss, et cetera. And these are all symptoms of having a low thyroid or having low thyroid function in the body for which they need to take something like levothyroxine, uh, Synthroid, um, obviously better options would be NDT or T3, but either way, you're gonna be on some form of thyroid medication for the rest of your life. There is a one caveat here, and that is that RAI can sometimes, which is radioactive iodine ablation, sometimes it's not 100% effective. So um, there is a potential that you've had radioactive iodine ablation, but your thyroid wasn't completely destroyed, only a fraction of it was destroyed. But I'm gonna assume that most of them are successful, so especially nowadays, but there are, you know, there may be one or two of you out there listening to this who are like, well, my thyroid is, you know, okay, even though I have this. And that's probably why. So I want you to just put that in the back of your head. So remember, today we were focusing on hyperthyroid treatments, but we were focusing on the medical aspect, these medical treatments that doctors prescribe and they use. We didn't talk about the natural, but I did let you know that natural therapy should be used um, in this first phase here. And remember, the important takeaway here is if you are a hyperthyroid patient who has had a thyroidectomy, which is your thyroid surgically removed, or radioactive iodine ablation, you are now hypothyroid, meaning you need thyroid medication or thyroid hormone for the rest of your life. So I know that can be a little bit confusing, but if you are a hyperthyroid patient or if you're just confused about all this, leave a question below. I'd love to hear about um, the things that are confusing to you. If this made a lot of sense, let me know too. So hopefully I was able to clarify some of the, you know, maybe confusion that you had, um, you know, regarding this whole situation. Because again, it can be a little bit confusing. By the way, if you haven't already, make sure that you download my free uh, PDF, thyroid PDF resources. I have a ton of information, so if you found this helpful, I think you'll, you'll like those, and you can find that information um, in the links below. And that's all I have for you guys today, and otherwise, I'll see you in the next one.